Excuse me, could you point me in the direction of Scream City? <coughs> Never mind, I think I found it. Hello, horror freaks. Welcome back to Scream City. I'm your host, Monica. And I'm Jessica. And today we will be talking about a brand new A24 movie, Talk to Me. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. Talk to me. But of course, before we jump into the movie, we do have to get some life out of the way. Jessica, have you had any jump scares this this week? I did. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Um, yesterday, work. Oh, absolutely, absolute jump scare. <laughs> I know. Like my first human interaction yesterday at work was a lady telling me that she didn't feel like talking to me, and I was like, "You think I do? You think I want to talk to you? <laughs> like, don't talk to me. Um, don't talk to me." Uh, yeah, um, no, it's just, I hate, I hate humans. Oh, 100%. I hate clients. I hate customers. There's obviously some that I'm like, I love you and I would kill for you. Um, but there's others where I'm like, I'm gonna literally blow my brains out. Yeah, I think it's just, um, that was pretty much my only real like jump scare. Besides that, you know, I watched uh, two new movies in the theater uh, neither of them being Barbenheimer, which I'm a little Barbenheimer, salty about. <laughs> absolutely, I'm a little I agree. salty about. Same, um, but I watched Cobweb, which is really good, uh, with Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, and then of course I watched Talk to, to Me, me. <laughs> um, which we will be obviously reviewing, reviewing in, yeah. in just a few seconds. But that was that's me. What about you? Okay. Any jump scares? Um, I, I I agree. I think work alone is always just a jump scare. There's a lot going on at work right now, and it's taking up a lot of my like mental space and I'm trying to get out of that but um yeah and then as far as like good things that have happened I think um I finally went <laughs> I finally went to one of my sister's like book club meetings that's been a couple of months that I haven't been and it felt really good um and and same I got to watch talk to me in theaters and that was quite a bit of a jump scare for me I liked it I enjoyed it yeah so yeah, yeah. all right but finally getting into this movie, if you haven't had the chance to watch this movie, just know that uh, this episode will contain a spoiler, so don't say that we didn't warn you. Absolutely. But to give a quick synopsis, uh, when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Yep. Yeah, well, that, that happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it did. Um, but with that being said, Jess, what are your three for this movie? Now, we don't necessarily get a ton of kills because it's not necessarily a slasher, but there's a lot of death in this movie. But what is your favorite scene, your first impression, and what's your favorite spooky moment? My favorite spooky moment. So I'll start with my first impression. Okay. I watched this movie for the first time on Friday, which was like two, three days ago, and I'll be on, like, just hear me out. Hear me out, okay? I'll don't be cancel on, me hey, just Don't yet. cancel me just yet. I'll be honest. My expectations in general were not high to begin with. Okay. Okay? I figured it was going to be a movie that I would enjoy, but would just kind of be on the back burner, you know, like, like oh, you know. Okay. It was a movie. It, it was a movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, sure enough, <laughs> it definitely wasn't a favorite. Now, don't get me wrong. I have 
honestly nothing against this movie. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't leave a lasting like impression or impact on me. Okay. Which I I'm aware and I understand that a movie doesn't need to do that yeah. in order for you to like it. It's just it just didn't do it for me personally. Okay. Um, I thought it was very predictable. Which again, in, in some movies, it's not super frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just. It's not necessarily that I was expecting more from an A24 movie. Um, I I do enjoy some A24 movies, uh, so nothing against the fact that it is a you know picked yeah, up yeah, from yeah. A24, or whatever. Just personally, just wasn't your vibe. Wasn't really my vibe. That's good. Um, That's fine. But yeah. Okay. My favorite scene. Uh, I said something similar for the burning, um, but I really enjoyed the montage scene when everyone is getting possessed the second time trying it um, after Daniel was making out with Cookie. Oh. That shit was nasty. And the fact that that was not like that was real. That was. And I'm like, I pray and hope to every god that's out there that they clean the fuck out of that dog's mouth. Mm-hmm. That is it was disgusting. Yeah, it was, it was gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like after that scene, when everyone's trying it, um, Mia's like singing in French and like, there's a really cool song playing in the background. I just, I, I thought it was so cool. The eyes, like the way that they look when they're possessed is really cool. A hundred percent. I agree. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite spooky moment. I think I have, I think I'm in between two. The first, like I always am. The first one is probably Riley's possession. The very, his first, well, I mean, he only gets possessed once. He gets possessed once. But I thought it was just more sad than spooky, honestly. Um, I just felt so bad. Like, he's just a little boy and he just wanted to, you know, be cool and look cool in front of his friend. But Yeah, um, and he got the shit end of the stick. He got fucked. Like, it was, it It was was nasty. Like, it was rough. Yeah. Um, my second favorite scene is probably when Mia, when Mia's dad is telling her or reading her, um, her mom's, her mom's suicide note and everything. Um, and then she goes to her room after she sees, like they're hugging each other and she sees her mom's spirit or whatever in the mirror and is like, that's not your dad or whatever. And then she goes to her room and she thinks that the dad is going and and attacking her. But really we see the real Mm -hmm. We see the real scene, which yeah. is the dad is just like, you know, sitting in the couch. Yeah. It's, it was really. It's a good one. I like that honestly, one too, bo- a lot. Both my spooky moments are more sad, <laughs> sad moments. Sad. I feel like you can't really not, I don't think there's not a moment in this movie that is very impactful that doesn't have a sad meaning behind it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of part of the premise of the movie. So I, I agree. Yeah. I liked it. Um, that's pretty much it. What about you? So. <laughs> I watched this movie last night, so my thoughts are still pretty fresh on it. But I can honestly say that I <laughs> I feel the complete opposite of how you feel. Um, I genuinely enjoyed this movie and all of its moments. I, I saw exactly why A24 said, yeah, we're going to slap our name on this right here. I think something that I've picked up with like almost any any 24 movie is that they really care about a message and portraying that message in any way, mean like mm-hmm. in any means. Um, and I really do think that they try to go for a shock factor, but not something that is 
to the extreme, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know really how to differentiate the two, but it's kind of like their theme. Um, I, I would, I, if I was A24, I would also pick it up because like you 100%. mentioned, like you mentioned, they, they do like movies that have like a, di- you know, a meaning to them, which, yes. you know, of course, a lot of them nowadays do and mm-hmm. all the older ones do, of course. But yeah, if you think about all the other ones, they, they truly do have a meaning and this one does have a, a little bit of a deeper meaning to it, oh, 100%. Uh, which, which I think is really cool. So yeah, I would, I would obviously pick it up too if yeah. I was A24. And I, and I think that's exactly what why why this movie did so well as it as it did um and i feel like when a24 when it comes to horror specifically because they make all they have all types of genres Mm -hmm. of movies but when it comes to horror it's like they they don't they don't try to just do horror they make sure that what you're seeing and visualizing is something that you can also feel Mm -hmm. and like and be impactful if that makes sense and i think it's it's always it's always a deeper meaning with them and not all the time is it something that you have to critically think about. And I think that's what this movie is. And which is why I think that A24 chose it because they're like, it gets to the point. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it does what it needs to do as a movie that wants you to make you feel, not have to think about it, and then just watch, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'll get into the movie itself a little bit more when we dissect it. But just know that I really love this movie. <laughs> it's It might be biased, but... I was telling Jessica that I don't think it's being biased because this movie was already made and it had already come out. Right. All A24 did was put their name on it. So, um, but I, I do agree that it was predictable because I also caught myself saying like, this is where this is going. Mm-hmm. Like I can see that that's what's going to happen. But nonetheless, I still believe that this is a well done movie. And I think um, Danny and Michael did a really good job mm-hmm. creating this movie. So um, now, my favorite scene, I really enjoyed a lot of the, a lot of scenes from this movie, but I do have to agree, here we go again, right, that I love the montage scene. The yeah. montage scene was so much fun. It was. It gives you that little bit of a break mm-hmm. of kind of after something, after, after seeing something that was so gross, like mm-hmm. with Daniel's yeah. um, possession, but then it gives you like that break of something they're like, you don't know what's about to come after. Yeah, it's like. And it's very... Boom, it's boom, it's boom. their one second of peace. Well, not really peace, but like peace and happiness. I mean, yeah, it's you true because I mean? they're enjoying so, the time yeah. and they're enjoying the moment. And I mean, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. Like, I really love the vibe. I love the cinematography mm-hmm. of like how they were just kind of literally rotating around the table yep. and showing the entire room and how everyone was reacting to people being possessed and um, how fun I, it honestly looked it, of them. I was like, shit, I'm a little me, tempted. Let me try. <laughs> of them, talk like, to them. essentially just getting high off of yeah. being possessed. And yeah. it, it was it was really cool. And I agree with the same thing that, like, the way that their eyes get when they get possessed looks really, really, really cool. Um, so I agree that that's also my favorite scene. My favorite spooky moment, there were a lot. I loved almost every scene. Uh, that there was like a spirit mm-hmm. in it involved. Like the first one that we get was really crazy. But I do agree um, that a lot of the spooky scenes do contain sadness behind it because it's all connected to the characters in some way. So it tugs a little bit on your empathy, right? But um, I was I was really spooked out of the scene where the spirit comes out crawling from Mia's corner or the corner of her room yeah. to suck Daniel's toes that and was, feet. Uh, now let me tell you something. <laughs> I kind of, 
I kind of also suspected on that's where that was going because she, the way that Mia laid next to his leg, mm-hmm. I was like, she's a little too close to the yeah, toes. I didn't like that. But I was like, you know what? Okay, cut to something else. But I mean, the toe sucking, yes, that that right there was a jump scare. But it's the, her crawling out of mm-hmm. the corner that made me from feel, the abyss. Oh like my it was just so God, that was disgusting. Yeah, it was fucking awful. But I will say. The theater that we were in, everyone laughed whenever he she started going yep. in on his feet. Everyone was like laughing, and I thought it was pretty funny. But um, if it's not that scene, I, I I agree that I also did really uh, I did get really spooked out, and I honestly cringed and had to look away when Riley was getting possessed because that was intense. It was it was fucking let's, let's crazy. talk about it let's talk about you want to just dissect let, let's it let's go ahead and just talk about that scene right now it made me look away it did he was pulling out his eye he literally you can see how he dug oh into my his god eye and tried oh to yank it out my god it's just the the way that like listen obviously i knew that something was gonna get fucked up you know yeah um and and it sucks that of course it had to be Riley. I thought it was going to be Mia through from the trailers and all of that. I yeah. thought I thought Mia was going to be the one that was going to get truly possessed, which she she did. She did. She did she get stayed possessed, with it, right? But... Um, but no, the the way that like the second that he said talk to me or whatever, and he starts or, oh, or I let you immediately, in immediately, immediately like, you do, knew that don't look right. Well, immediately, like as soon as he said, talk to me, you can see that his face drops. And the minute he looks at Mia, I'm like, it's her mom. Yep. It's well, her mom. No. Yeah. It's Ugh. her mom. Ugh, it's, I know. It's extremely like this movie. I think what does so well, like, and I really do think that it has to do a lot with the acting. Mm-hmm. I think they are phenomenal. Absolutely. And I think all of them together created something so like, Sophia Wilde, so, oh I my have a new obsession with her. Like With, the, with Sophia Wilde? Yeah. Yes, 100%. She, Joe, too, the yes. guy who plays Riley. Mm-hmm. I, like, to have to play two versions of yourself throughout the entire film has to be, one, very difficult, but two, like, I don't even know how you would begin to even process of, like, how do you get that far? Yeah. It's insane. Like uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Like, she, she, she did, did amazing. I don't know how. I don't. I don't. I would have loved to be in the room when they're filming. Um, I guess either movie, and then just listen to someone say action and just have their face mm-hmm. drop. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Bulls. I do agree. Riley Riley's possession scene was very intense, and I mean, to be fair, the movie alone starts like the first scene that we get is mm-hmm. intense on its own, and it's very like what the fuck shock. Yes, like, it's shock, shock right away. Yeah. And I liked it. So that that's the type of shock that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. That's the type that I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. all right, adrenaline rush. Yeah, I like let's, it. I like let's that. keep yeah. it going. Um, but Riley, my bro, he's supposed to be 14 in the film, yeah. which he might be. He's he looks pretty young. Yeah. Um, I, I think it also has to do with the fact that he's like 14, and that he's you're like, so gullible it, and it, you're vulnerable gullible, and you're at a point where you're like you feel like you're under peer pressure. Yeah. So it's like this it's kind of like this feeling of abuse that you're just like oh my god like he he wanted to do this for not even the full 90 seconds he mm-hmm. wanted to do it at least just for 50 and he's the and one that fucking ended up mia was the one who was like let it go for longer just to talk to her, just to her mom. Talk to her mom and yeah it was a whole thing Absolutely. i watched it with melody and uh we went like on this little double date and melody at the end of the movie she was like i hated her i hated her oh, she did I, a really good job yeah. because i hated her yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like i agree yeah i love that but i agree yeah so riley's possession scene was very intense and i 
also hated it. <laughs> Statements. Yeah. The other hand's just out there. White people shit, man, I tell you. So we're going to go ahead and dissect, dissect the movie a little bit more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we already started, so might as We've well. already started with the Riley scene, and I think, I think you now know how we feel. So if you... If you've listened this far and you haven't seen the movie and you're just kind of seeing what our thoughts are, just know that Riley's possession scene is definitely something that's, it's not for the week. It's a little heavy. It, it not, is very not a heavy. Very heavy. It is very heavy. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to describe it or should we just so, kind of leave it up I'll, in the air? I'll leave it up in the air. Um, well, because, listen, what happens to Riley during his, his possession happens again um, it does in the in the hospital, um, which might as well just just go ahead and, and talk about that hospital scene. But the hospital scene was um, also fucking scary. I'll, I'll kind of describe it, I guess. But uh, during Riley's possession, uh, he hits his head. He pulls. He tries to pull his eye out, but I think it was just like the banging of the head. I it no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big no. so. It, I it's very it's so it's very similar to. Honestly, some people were even laughing at the scene, not at the scene, but I'm saying like, because it's it's similar to the scene in Hereditary where mm -hmm. he's in class and he just is possessed yeah. and he starts banging his head against his desk. Mm -hmm. And it, you can hear every single thud and, you, and the, the camera doesn't shy away either. Yeah. Like it doesn't give you the noise and looks away like it lets you see how Riley is like banging his head out of the like the fuck out of his yeah. head on a desk. And I also hate when his sister tried to get in the way uh -huh. and he fucking still like slams his head yeah. and her fingers. You can hear the crack in her fingers. Oh my God. It was so disgusting. Yeah. But essentially the, the demon or not the demons, but the spirits that are in him are essentially trying to kill him. And so I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to die too. I was like, if he's not dead, he's going to be fucked up. Yeah. And we were right. Cause you do get to see what he looks like after once he's in the hospital and, and it's that was brutal. a jump scare. That was a jump scare on its own. It's very brutal and it's very nasty. But the hospital scene that I, that I was talking about is they're giving him a bath, um, the mom and Jade, and the mom steps out for a second. Um, and sure enough, Riley starts going crazy again. He bites. He, his he does first. bite Jade's and shoulder. She, like swings him off the chair because mm -hmm. she's like, "Get off me!" Yeah, and then. He, he starts banging his just, head, and he literally cracks the floor. He cracks tile, open the tile, the tile like wall. Of, yeah, the tile wall, and then he's like, and again, this is this how is, is he not dead? Uh, essentially, I don't know. Absolutely, and my thing is also like he's he's acting possessed in this. Yeah, and so like I can only imagine how I feel like it'd be kind of fun to act possessed for sure. But this is what I mean, where it's like, it definitely has a lot to do with the acting. So the fact that, like, I was pretty convinced that I was like, that's not him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's definitely not Riley. And it was good. It was really, really good of how he was able to portray that. And But yes, I agree. Both. There was there was a scene, and I, I don't remember at what point during the movie. You just watched it last night, so maybe you'll remember. But there's a scene where Mia slaps herself. Oh my gosh. Repeatedly. Yes. That's when, that's like right before her dad enters her okay, room. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, that was to me one of the biggest jump scares. Actually, I might be wrong. That's either, I feel like it's either, no, no, no. It's after Daniel leaves. You're because right. Because 
Yes, it's You're after right. Daniel leaves, and then he's like, you were sucking my toes? Yeah. And she's like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ends up leaving, and she gets really scared, yeah. and then she's like, I can't get them mm-hmm. out of my head, and then she starts slapping herself. To me, that was one of the biggest jump scares, because the sound... Just she the, slaps it was, the fuck out of her she head. She slaps the fuck out of herself. She and does. And that was a very loud noise, uh, and to me, that was... Uh, I actually flinched during that. Because, yes. It's... Um, there, there not a, there's not a ton of jump scares in this, and I don't mm-hmm. think I think what this kind of movie does is like it lets things linger. It mm-hmm. doesn't let you really linger long enough to have a jump scare, but it's more of like, oh my god, that, like, that it lets is, you what the fuck is that? With it, yes, like, and, and I, I and do... I think that's also maybe why some people are not very like I know because <laughs> like it, this movie carries a lot of feeling, yeah, a lot of feeling. So if you're not someone who likes to feel things and likes to kind of interact with those emotions and make you tug on empathy and things that are really hard to see, like, I don't think this is the type of movie you'd want to see. It's very heavy on, like, death and, like, all of those kind of hard things. And grieving. Oh, 100%. grieving is is That's, like, the the, main plot point. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. I will say, though... <clears throat> I do appreciate that Cookie was not killed. <laughs> oh, 100%. I really did think something was going to happen Me to the too. dog. Me um, too. I also, representation. Because mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of English bulldogs. We don't. And, I mean, they're not my favorite. They're but, not. But <laughs> I also, like, appreciate I was like, oh, that's different. Yeah. We normally she always see, cute. like, a golden retriever yeah. or, or some like, some ball, like, some big dog or some yeah. small dog. But we don't get to see the stubby, chubby ones. Mm-hmm. And so we get a little English bulldog. Which, um, during, you know, when when we saw Cookie, my sister turns to me and she's like, nothing better happened to the dog. Because she's obviously super, like, anti-dog dying <laughs> dog in movies. Dying. Yeah. And I literally turned to her while we were watching the movie. And I was like, bro, this is just a movie. If something happens to the dog, just know that the real dog is okay. Yeah, the real I dog see is the real shit at work. And she's like, I you're was, right. I was going to say, I, was, I really did think that she was going to run over that kangaroo. And I, yeah. like, yeah. I stopped. I stopped immediately. I was yeah. like, no to see so, but she didn't i i appreciate the the anti-animal dying same in this same movie. um but they did give her a little bit of a little bit too much screen time mm-hmm. i think because the fact that she was she was daniel was making out with this dog like i'm talking full <sighs> tongue full everything disgusting yeah. it was disgusting. I, I i did look away because i was like i don't like that shit that is disgusting now that, that- is bestiality. Is white people shit. Yeah, that right there is white people shit, and that right there is bestiality. Yeah. No, thank you. Do I ever want to try that ever, yeah. ever in my life? What did you think about, what did you think about the mom's character? Not, not Mia's mom, Jade's right. mom. Oh, Jade's mom. Jade's mom. Miranda Otto. Oh, yes. First of all, I love her. Same. We'll get into <laughs> We'll get into the cast a little bit. bit. But. Um, mm, I have, I have feelings. I have thoughts about her. Um, okay, I'll be honest. At first, I wasn't sure if, like, um, she was married to Mia's mom, and then they like, I don't know. If, okay, words. Okay, I for for a second I thought that Mia's dad and Sue, which is the mom, yep. were together, and that's why Mia was over all the was time. Like, you know, all the time. Yeah. But obviously, that's not the case. Um, I mean, Sue had some questionable lines. I didn't. I don't think I hated her. No, I think if anything, really. she added kind of this emphasis of like, like typical. She just typical she, mom trying to raise teenagers. Yeah, she just acted like how a mom would act. I think, and I I will say, I thought it was funny when um when Daniel came over 
And uh, it was Mia, Jade, and Daniel in the room. And she walks in and she's like, my daughter's vagina is prohibited. prohibited. That shit was so funny. Stay out of there. Yeah. They were like, oh my God, get out of here. And she was questioning everyone, like, what time's the party? Oh, she's like, I know what's happening. And people yeah. are like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? And I was like, yeah, no damn mm-hmm. well. She's like, I'm not stupid. All right. There is one scene that I don't want to overlook Absolutely. because it was pretty intense. I agree. And it was the opening scene. I agree. The opening scene. I really like the opening scene, Me actually. Too. And I thought, I, I'll be honest, I think the opening scene gave me a little bit more, uh, I don't know, I, I, I thought because of the opening scene, the movie was going to go a different way. Right. Um. So it gave me kind of like, not false expectations, but it just, I thought it was going to go a different way. Yeah. Like after you, yeah, the opening yeah, yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, that it was. I really like the opening scene. Me too. And I don't know if you caught this, because you know me, you know me. I like my one shot scenes, but that entire scene is yep. a one. Yep. Like it's one shot. I like it. He, we, it's so okay. So it opens like right. The screen comes on, and we, the camera. There's someone's back facing the camera. It's a guy. Yeah. And he's outside of a house. He's kind of crossing a street. And you literally just follow him. So you're following him the entire way. And he's just going around. He enters his house party. And he is asking around, asking for, is it his brother? His brother. He's asking for his brother. I forgot his name. He's asking for his brother. He goes in through every room. He goes outside. He goes to the pool. He goes, he asks so many people. And then we follow, and we're just continuously following him. And we go and we finally hit a door where he asks someone, is like, hey, is my brother in there? And then he's like, yeah, but I can't get the door open. He is like, hey, are you, what are you doing? Like, open the door. And then you can hear on the other side, like, he's like chanting or he's Mm -hmm. kind of like saying these things. And then he, his, the brother that we're following, he like slams the fuck out of the door and the guy gets mad. He's like, you're breaking my mom's door. Mm -hmm. And, and then he goes and then he grabs his brother and he's like trying to kind of bring him out and he's like trying to walk him out of the house and then he enters in the kitchen where he, I guess he has to cut through and he sees that people have like their phones on him trying to record. He's super fucked. He has no shirt on. Yeah. He has like scabs everywhere. Like he looks pretty fucked up. And th- again, there's no like cut scene. We don't see any, like there's no, we don't cut to see someone. It's all again, just one shot. And we see like, he's telling everyone, pushing everyone around being like, turn your phones off, put your phones down. Are you crazy? Like what's wrong with you? And, it kind of, I feel like it kind of goes still for a moment, like a, like a split second. Mm-hmm. It goes not silent because I think music is still playing in the background, but it goes still because everyone is just staring. Mm-hmm. And the brother just comes out of nowhere and just stabs his brother. Yeah. And then the brother that gets stabbed kind of walks out like he either falls. He falls to the ground. Falls. Yeah. So everyone the brother, starts backing away. Yeah, everyone kind of scurries, backing away out of the kitchen into the pool. Like, there's people, like, everyone just kind of opens up. And then the brother who's possessed goes out into, like, the patio or mm-hmm. something, like, outside before the pool. And again, it's just still one shot. Like, we're, it's all one scene. And then we go, and then they're outside, and he just... Stabs himself in the face? Sta- I think it's the forehead. Forehead, yeah. his eye, something. Yeah. He just stabs himself. And then that's it. That's and it. then it goes black. And then... We see Mia. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> it was it was a good it was I really liked that opening scene. I did too. I again shock value, shock, whatever. 
I always love me a good shock scene. Same. Because it gets my, my adrenaline pumping and my saw- blood pumping. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said out loud, as soon as the screen went black after that scene, I said, yup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's I was like, the that shit I right like. there, that's the stuff I like. Mm-hmm. No, but it's really good. And I really like the way that they started this movie. We don't, I mean, we see the brother who got stabbed. We see the brother later on in the movie for like a split second just to ask for some information. But that's pretty much it. And so, like, I do think that the beginning of this movie, the the opening scene was not necessarily crucial. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a really good, like, insight as to, like... What happens to someone that is possessed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was really cool to see. Who got it worse? The brother or Riley? Mm-hmm. Well, Riley got to live. So that's we'll kind of <laughs> leave it at that. So, spoiler yeah. there. Riley does get to live, so I do think that he got a little bit better at the end of the stick. But I'm like, there is no way that that boy does not have brain damage. Like, there's no way. And, okay, let's go ahead and talk about... I I wanted to wait until... A little bit later. A little bit later, but let's go ahead and talk about this. The scene... First of all, I knew... I knew... I did, too, because you hear the match Yeah. You hear the the match The second that I heard the flame at the end... Um, that she was like walking toward the light, which she was walking. She was well. I don't think she notices the light until the match. Yeah, lit, but like you like, see it, like because she's walking in darkness. Face. Yeah, you see it frame her face, and she, I knew that she was gonna be on the other side of the hand. I'm and I thought walking. that was it was great. I thought it was. I thought the ending to this movie. I okay. <laughs> the way that this movie starts and the way that it ends and then everything in between to me is just great but i really did also love the way it ended mm-hmm. i thought it was perfect my interpretation was that i thought we were just going to end up with like the people in australia right but the fact that it was somewhere in greece in greece and i was like ah, i know that is so, i was like what language is that yeah <laughs> i was like i don't know my language it was greek but um, i was like oh my gosh yeah that was, it was so, so fucking cool, bro. Fucking cool. It was great. Yeah. Now, for her to get there, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the crashing was pretty intense, too. It I, was. I did kind of the know. POV, the POV of the car crash, can I just say, side note, a little triggering. <laughs> I'll be honest, because that's how I felt when we- I crashed my car. <laughs> um. So, but... It was good. It was good too. It was good. I liked it because we're inside the car when we they are crash. inside, and you see them like kind of like wobble everywhere. And I was like, ah, I'm like trauma. these these stunt actors who had to do this car crash. Mm-hmm. Ate. They did. Uh, they did. Uh, yeah. I was like, I, you could have just recorded me during my crash and just call it. A <laughs> you day. would have gotten the exact same results. <laughs> Absolutely. You're welcome. But yeah, yeah, I agree. No, um, I will say that ending. Yes, it was predictable. Um. But I thought it was very well written. Um, Likewise. Because, honestly, that's what she gets. I'm oh, sorry. 100%. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a revenge kill in some way. Because it's yeah. kind of like, you you kind of... You caused You caused this. all of this. So now it's kind of like yeah. what you desire. And now it makes me wonder if all the spirits that we that people see when they're like, talk to me, you know, when they're playing this game or whatever, are entities or spirits that also played the game maybe 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 it's people who kind of went too far with it yeah. that it's, little girl though i was like what are you doing i know i was like i really oh yeah the scene 
really quickly, just to mention, kind of backtracking a little bit before we end it off on the next scene, is um, the scene where um, Mia sees Riley getting tortured kind of gave me the further vibes. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I saw that quite a bit. Um, and I did think it looked really sad. It was it very was sad to see. Very sad. But it was cool. But I did like... Uh, just to kind of go back to it a little bit before Monica continues with her little rant. I am going with a um, rant. But I like the scene where after the car crash, um, Mia is like walking back into the hospital. And then remember, she said that her one of her reoccurring nightmares is she sees herself in the or she doesn't see her reflection in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She doesn't see her she reflection in the mirror because she did. Because she is dead yes. and she is now so, spirit on the other side of the hand. Yep. So Riley does end up uh, passing because instead of throwing Riley into traffic, she throws herself into traffic. Mia and ends up passing. Mia, yes, yeah. sorry. And she, I think, like, I, I don't think it's funny, but I just, it was a little, like, because she gets up like nothing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's her spirit, right? right. But, right. like, she's, like, contorted in all kinds yeah. of ways. Her legs are all kind of, like, mm-hmm. her fingers she, are all. Her fingers are all fucked up and everything. But she just gets up mm-hmm. and she's just, like. It's anyway, just another day. Mm-hmm. And then she's she like, sees anywho. she sees Sue, Riley, and Jade walk out of the hospital. And it makes me wonder, like, is she really seeing that? Or is it just like another vision? Because I personally I think it would have I don't think Riley's ever gonna look that good again. Well, to be fair, we don't really oh, so this is also another thing that I thought. I thought she was actually seeing, like she was kind of passing through their life mm-hmm. as he was getting better. True. Um, cause we don't really get to see what his actual face, we see like kind of a side, like a side, like a side yeah. profile. Um, and it didn't look bad. So I agree that I'm like, hmm. I know you have to have some scarring mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, uh, but they kind of walk out like nothing. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, I mean, I can definitely see that. But realistically, I do believe that he would have gone home yeah. with a helmet of some sort <laughs> because I know damn well that that man fucked his shit uh, up. It was bad, but I agree. Yeah. I think the ending to this, like the way that it ended, I think was a very good like her kind of maybe getting her closure Mm -hmm. which i feel like again we wouldn't have a movie but if she would have gotten closure a lot sooner and her dad actually explained to her what had happened to her mom we obviously i don't think we would have had it's always the dad's fault it's always the dad's (laughs) fault it's always the dad's but like i don't think we would have had a movie because she wouldn't have felt the need to go the extra mile and, and get to do closure. all these things and to yeah. get, yeah, exactly. So, um, I had watched, uh, I had watched a review, um, and they were like explaining the movie or whatever. And of course, as one does, when someone enjoys a film so much, you go home and you watch all of these reviews and explanations or whatever. Not that I really needed anything. If anything, they just kind of enhance what I already thought. But I did agree with this one scene that they pointed out was that, this scene in the movie, it really wouldn't have mattered if it was in the movie or not. It's not that big of a scene. But in the very beginning, when she's washing dishes and she's letting the water run and her dad keeps trying to talk to her when she has the water running. So when he talks to her, it sounds inaudible. You can't hear what mm-hmm. he's saying. But then she turns it off and she's like, what did you say? And then he speaks and then it's a lot clearer and you can hear like a pin drop because it's extremely silent in the house and in the theater. But I think that kind of what I noticed it as is how she's basically living her life with her dad at home now. Like everything is just so like muffled and crazy and you just can't she can't really get a handle as to like I can't find a time where I can actually like 
find a way to talk to him anymore. Yeah, or or even cope. Yeah, like she's not coping well, obviously. And so it's super sad. Um, But I also just love that that this is a concept that we see many times in horror movies, how someone finds a way to contact with the dead. They want to contact someone that they've lost. They end up getting possessed because they contact the wrong thing. And then they try to fix it by either closing the door or trying to like contain the evil. But I will say what is original about the take on this is that I have not seen a movie where people actually enjoy being possessed and where they're like, give me some more. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. Like I want to continue it. And it makes being possessed look fun. Yeah. Like, it's it's a really good thing, and I think that's what kind of also helps alleviate some of these, like, it's like the original take on it, right? But I don't know, it's kind of like they use it as an escape, or honestly, I feel like Mia was using it as a drug, because mm-hmm. she was like, I felt very, like, she was explaining how she was high. And so, I don't know, I'm just an overall really, really huge fan of this, and I think, like, everything that comes with this movie, the sadness, the visuals, the, I really do think that the visuals of this movie was very very well like i i think it's a beautiful output of a movie yeah and i liked it a lot so i i I will say that i think uh the only word that really came to mind while during the entire movie (laughs) is literally the word grieve and grieving because and again like you mentioned we do see grieving in a lot of horror movies um and sure enough you know it it makes you wonder how far someone will go absolutely to contact or, or to talk to, to kind their, of get that last one yeah and yeah. especially if you don't get that closure as to why they died or mm-hmm. how they died and yeah. so i can only imagine like i would like to say that i would never do that because i've watched too many horror movies right. but we're smart <laughs> yeah like i god forbid like but, but I, again it, it but it, it makes me wonder like yes we say that and you know knock on wood but like I would never know. You would never know. I would we, never we say know how that I would we would react. never do that. But like if someone has like time that unfortunately someone in our lives does pass, you you never like know at what, what lengths would I happen. go to actually see if I can get yeah. that back from them. Like yeah. and that's just something that I had to like really put in put myself in. And so it really does make you feel at one point like as much as yes, I hated me as a character because I was like, why did you do this to Riley? Someone had to suffer. Yep. Um, but it's it's like I who knows like i i don't know maybe i would have done that or maybe i wouldn't have i don't know um but and i the only reason i'm comparing it to this is because i literally just watched this movie the other night is because the same concept the exact same plot happens in annabelle comes home Mm -hmm. have you watched annabelle comes home so if y'all don't know for the ones who haven't watched it or kind of need a refresher annabelle comes home is the one where it's just kind of it's about Ed and Lorraine's Ed and Lorraine's daughter. She gets babysat by one of the girls, by one of like their friends and what sort. That babysitter's friend ends up joining her babysitting, babysitting the Warren's daughter, and she had just lost her dad. And so she saw the opportunity of babysitting at the Warren's house to basically go into their spirit room mm-hmm. where they literally says do not enter. Um, she goes down there, she gets pictures of her dad, she puts it into, she starts touching everything, Mm -hmm. first of all. She starts touching everything that's in there, but everything in there is possessed. And so she gets like this, again, she gets desperate enough to want to try to talk to him because she feels guilty that she feels like he's, she's the reason why he died. And so, again, she, because she did this and because she was so desperate to try to talk to him again, they, she opens up 
like the fucking realm yeah. and then she breaks open the Annabelle doll case and then all hell breaks loose and there's all kinds of spirits like torturing them and whatever. And then they kind of have to go back and they fight off evil and then they capture the, the demon back in its case. And it's the same thing, but I think the main, so it's the same plot, but do you see how different yes. they are? Obviously one is kind of attached to like a franchise, so they kind of have to connect stories, but it's like she was grieving, but she was grieving, but I feel like because this movie is so heavy on grieving, mm -hmm. it makes you just like it. It also talked to me. Also, kind of in like the very slightest way, reminded me of Evil Dead Rise, mm. um, because kind of like you mentioned earlier before you were getting into Annabelle. Um, for example, Danny. Uh, do you? I don't remember. I've I've only watched it once, but in Evil Dead Rise, did they lose their dad or like? There's a reason why Danny picked up the book. He's or is it not, just because he's a teenage boy? Or? I don't think he died. I think they got divorced. Divorced. Yeah, okay, they got that's divorced. Um, but yeah, he opens the book, he reads it, and then because of his dumbass action, yeah. his mother, Ellie, gets possessed. And then now she's dead. And now she's dead. Well, he died too, but still. Yeah, yeah. They, they both no, died. Kind of like, talk I, to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I agree. Like, I think we get the same plot done so differently so many times, but I think what this movie does right by it is that it mainly focuses on grief and it adds horror mm -hmm. versus a lot of the other times it's a horror movie, but they add grief. Yeah. So I think it's, there's a huge difference and I think that what they did here is very original and I that's also why I really enjoyed it so if my rant did not convince you to go watch this movie I don't know what will and even if it's for you to be like go watch it and be like I didn't like it I'm like fair that's fine yeah. just say you don't have a heart <laughs> but anyway I do also agree kind of going back to what I said before I do think a lot of this has to do with the acting though yes like, I God damn. thousand percent agree. So while I was watching the movie, I was taking notes, right? And I think in my notes, I literally wrote, "Holy shit, Mia!" Because oh my gosh. And and now let's let's get into the cast. Now that we're we're talking about okay. it. So again, this cast is is good. Uh, it's kind of I won't say it's a short one. There's a bit of quite a there are quite a bit of people but i but it is true we don't have like we don't have a huge uh like knives out type of cast yeah. where it's like every single person is i if i'm not mistaken i think this is sophia wilde's uh theoretic debut in theaters i think so too uh, from think, what i was reading because she isn't a bit of a some other things. she's in like a tv mini series in yeah. australia or something like that mm -hmm. but we've got sophia wilde who plays mia Alexandra Jensen, who plays Jade, Joe Bird, who plays Riley, Miranda Otto, who's Sue, Zoe Tarakes, who's Haley, mm -hmm. and they go by they them. Mm -hmm. Um, Otis Danji, who's Daniel, and Chris Alosio, who's Joss. Who's Joss? Um, the guy who who has the hand, originally. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right, because Daniel's the boyfriend. Okay, yes. okay, I'm back. <laughs> I was like, wait, who are these people? Okay. Um. But yeah, uh, I'll I'll get into Sophia Wilde in a second. But Miranda Otto is personally the only one who I really knew. Yeah, uh, she's iconic. I know her from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She plays, she plays Zelda Spellman, the aunt, mm -hmm. um, in the the Netflix series. Yes. Of course, she's also on Downhill with Will Ferrell for like a split second. But I, I remember I recently that. watched it and I was like, oh my god, I know her. She's mm. I think she plays like a really funny little side character. Okay. 
She's also on War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, mm. and she's on Lord of the Rings, which she I don't is on Lord watch. of the Rings. I don't. Know. I recently watched all of the Lord of the Rings recently, like earlier this year, and um, and it's true. She she is in Lord of the Rings, and I feel like obviously that's going to be what people are going to be like. Oh my god! But it is true. She is like the famous one that I noticed yes. in this. Um, I, I didn't know she was in this movie, so when I saw her in you know in, like the, in theater, the theater, you were like, like, oh my oh god, god I know her. <laughs> I know her. No, but I 100% agree. So, I mean, I think you can go on a whole rant on how much Sophia Wilde, I think, maybe made an impact on you. And I can say the same about Joe Bird. I do think that Zoe Terex made an impression on me as well. Like, I think everyone who was in this movie did not do a bad job with their acting. Because I can truly say, like, I felt for a lot of them. And Mm -hmm. I was feeling a lot of the things that they were feeling. And they picked up on a lot of things that were, like... I think what I think honestly what got me the most was just like Mia's crying and portrayal oh of gosh. grieving because yes. that that reminds me so much of my own crying and the way that I cry because I cry like a little baby. Same, but yeah, it's just the way that she like screams when she cries. It's just it's, oh, it's, it's just sad. so heart. It's, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it's extremely sad, and I think she did an amazing job to having to pull that in on having to act that. I don't know if she's ever lost someone and if she had to do method acting or I don't know what her like process was of having to get ready for this role was. But um, I, I really do. I don't, I, there's nothing bad I can say about yeah. everyone who was in this movie. And I know we say that a lot, but I think for a movie like this, I can definitely see them doing so many other things yeah. and I want to watch. Even Cookie. Ate. Cookie ate it up. She ate Daniel up, but she, she ate sure it. sure did. <laughs> And the lady who who sucked on Daniel's foot, she also ate. She she ate a few toenails, she but yes, yeah, she sure did. did. It was so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some quite questionable scenes, but let me tell you right now, like it's it's for the plot. <laughs> it all fits it in within plot. part of the plot. I will say when Daniel was getting possessed, it was I Daniel was pretty creepy. I was like Daniel. Uh, it was like well, I need to know how that lady died because why. Why she? Why are you so sexual? Uh-huh. Cause she, he, she had him doing stuff, moaning and, and groaning. It, it wasn't just the making out with Cookie. It was something else, and it everyone in the theater was laughing. Yep. And I was like, I feel uncomfy. It was, it was, it was a little kind of like, oh my god, what's going on? But nonetheless, uh, and poor, poor Daniel, he got so embarrassed. And- he did. <laughs> so my thing is like, so are they? So they, like. Being possessed, I was assuming that when one is possessed, you're not there. But right. from their perspective, it seems like they are. I think they're they're back there. They're they're, they're not. Just they're viewing. not. They're viewing everything. Okay. Maybe. I was I, I was know. just confused. So now, so then the the interview that I was watching between all of them was like they were like sequel, sequel, like let's make a sequel, and then I was kind of like I would want a sequel for only a couple of answers. But not to make it a yeah, thing. I don't think it's necessary. Personally. I don't think so. Either. I don't think so either. I kind of like the way it left off because it it wasn't it's just a cliffhanger. Straight up flat. Like you, you just got you got what you, you got. You got what you got. And I liked it a lot too. Um, now to get into some facts. Yes. Uh, we don't we don't have too many. This this movie's still pretty new and uh, everything's still coming out. Um, but Danny and Michael were approached by different companies for the movie, but they decided not to sell to a big corporation because they wanted the freedom of casting 
and being able to push the limits without restrictions. That was something that was brought up in their interview because the interviewer had asked them, like, you were actually approached by different, you know, like uh, movie companies that wanted to buy your movie because, I mean, to be fair, like your screenplay is very original. And they essentially said exactly that. They're like, yeah, we, we kind of thought about it. But then we talked about how much we wanted to do and... If you have that such a big budget, you are kind of expected to hire like A-list actors. But and then they like pointed around like their table and they're like, these are our A-list actors. Like these are the people that we wanted to have in the film. And we didn't want to have to like ask so and so to be in the movie. Um, The second fact is Joe Bird, who plays Riley, did all of his stunts. And this was something new to him, which I thought was so cool and good and adorable. he did amazing he did i was like ah. uh-huh yeah <laughs> i don't know crazy. i don't know how he had said that it was new to him and that danny and michael were the ones that were like you can do it and then that they would like so you know how there's like a scene when he's being possessed and like smashing his head because he ends up kind of being pushed in the chair mm-hmm. like really hard yeah. and then so to kind of give uh joe that confidence i think danny or michael got in the chair and they're like look i can do it and then they did and then they shoved him and then like they broke a chair i think of couple and then uh joe was like okay (laughs) he's like i'll try it Uh, real quick and because i don't think we talked about this scene but the scene right before the kangaroo scene when mia is picking up uh riley yeah and they're like cut to the next scene and they're jamming out in the car. Oh, that was the cutest fucking scene ever. I thought so too. I thought it was super adorable. It was so cute. I like how it shows that Mia and Riley had a, had a good relationship. They did really have a good relationship. And and Riley saw her kind of like a sister. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was kind of it was I mean it wasn't fucked up cuz I like I know she meant it in the time but when Jade was like I she's like what did she tell Mia? She said something like I I wish you never forced yourself into our lives. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, God damn. damn. I was like, oh, I know that hurt. I know that hurt. Because that hurt me. It and sure I don't did. even like her. Oh, I will, real quick, before we, we move on, there was, I completely forgot, but I'm remembering it now. The one thing that I do appreciate about this movie, which is very rare for me to feel, is that I felt like I was in the movie. I felt like I was just a side character watching all of this going on. You were just like, kind of like a standby. Same, same with Evil Dead. Like, that's why I was so fucking tense during <laughs> Evil Dead. Um, because I felt like I was there, mm-hmm. right? And with a lot of movies, it's like, oh, you know, cool. I'm watching this movie. Mm-hmm. But with this specific movie, I was like, I oh, feel I'm like in I'm the in the movie. Yeah, 100%. And I think so. that's, what the, that's what they wanted to go for. And I think they, they portrayed it really well. So I really liked it. I enjoyed it for a lot of reasons. And one of them could be because I'm biased. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So moving the episode a little bit along, we are nearing the end of the episode. But before we end it completely, we're going to play a little Would You Rather? Yeah. So for this movie, would you rather see a loved one that has passed away while talking to the hand, not realizing that it's not really your loved one, but an evil spirit presenting themselves as them or realize that you are now on the other side of the hand? And you are trapped in this game forever. I'm being trapped in the game. Really? I'm fucking with people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, I would believe that I would have the option to fuck with people in that yeah. way because I'm like, I'm dead. Right. You know? Like, so. I think the only thing that really scares me about that option is is just, like, knowing that you're trapped there forever. True. 
I feel like, like after a while it would be kind of like, like all right, okay, I'm like a little what's sad. new. Yeah. Like, you know. Like people are just now using me for a game. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and like what if that hand gets lost forever and you're just now you're just stuck in the abyss. Yeah. Next thing you know, you like go to the light and it's like something that's not human. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um it's I feel like the first the first option in this would you rather, it gives me very much like would you play with a Ouija board? And yeah. I have always said no. And I think it's more so because, I mean, just like with anything else, you can always educate yourself on how to play with one correctly. But it everything, when it comes to things like this, I really do believe that these things exist, first of all, kind of get that out there. But it all really has to do with your intentions. And so if your intentions aren't good on going in this initially, even if you say the right things, you're not going to get something that you want back. So... That's only my reasoning to not choose the first option. I agree. I think if I was in a different mentality, like if I had just lost someone or whatever, maybe I would have chosen option one. Yeah. Because again, option one is you're you're unaware that it's an evil spirit that's true. presenting themselves as your loved one. The fucking scene where she's cuddling with her dead mom. I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like that one bit. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I okay, so here's the thing. I thought it was creepy because I was like, Ooh, yeah. she's all like gross. But like, imagine being Mia and being like, like that's this, this is my mom. This is I, my mom. I, like, I haven't had a chance to do this. I haven't had to like actually cuddle with her in so long since she's passed. And so I was kind of like, this is gross, but I can see how it's sweet. <laughs> but anyway, um, so are you? So so are you? Choosing- oh my, sorry. My option is. Um, ooh, I would rather realize that I am now on the other side of the hand and are trapped and I am trapped in this game forever. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't want to, but I guess I have to. (laughs) If it's only between these choices. I agree. I think I'm choosing being on the other side because it's like. But like, you're right. Like, I I could fuck fuck with with people. people, I could make them do weird ass shit. I can. Yeah. Make them walk around. Naked. Yeah. Out crazy the crazy. Out crazy the crazy. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and rate this movie. Um, since again, Monica mentioned we're we're ending the episode. Now, this is a horror movie, so we will have our two scales of satisfactory and scary. Just because a horror movie is good does not always mean that it is scary, and vice versa. So, Monica, I have a question yes. for you. Yes. What would you rate this? Oh my god, thank you so much for asking. So, okay, so my scary scale, as many as disturbing scenes that we got in this movie, I I don't think that there was a moment where I felt scared. Mm-hmm. I felt uncomfortable, but I wasn't like <gasps> ah insidious. Insidious, mm. the red door kind of fucked me up a little bit, but this wasn't that. Right. So for scary, as someone who likes scary movies, okay. And as someone who has a history of knowing the different kinds, I'm giving it a solid 7 out of 10. Because the 7 is more so for the disturbing factor of showing us spirits and the dead and, like, all that gross stuff. And there is, it's pretty gory. So I'm giving it that high 7. My satisfactory, (laughs) y'all, 10 out of 10. Uh, (laughs) Yes, ma'am, 10 out of 10 for me. And... 
I think y'all know why. So okay. I'm not even going to try to explain right. that one. So what about if, you? If, if you want to know why it's 10 out of 10, just go back. Just like, go back a good 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and re-listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Um, For me, scary. And I, okay, just can I preface this one more time? I didn't <laughs> hate this movie. No. I didn't hate this movie. Okay. <laughs> We're leaving it at that. My scary scale is a 5 out of 10. Okay. It, uh... There were there were scenes like you mentioned that yeah. were very uncomfortable, like the toe sucking. Uh, she was cuddling with her dead ass mom. The dog making out. The dog out. making out. Just like overall, there were there were moments right, but overall it just didn't it it didn't leave me how like you mentioned Insidious, Red Door, or any other Insidious TBH. Yeah, Insidious or Evil Dead Rise. Like it didn't leave me tense. It I walked out of that. Feeling Theater, a little nonchalant. Feeling, you know, okay. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah okay. okay. Satisfactory. Again, I don't I don't <laughs> want to get canceled. You're gonna get canceled immediately. Um seven out of ten. Okay. Seven out of ten because it didn't it didn't leave a lasting impression on me mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. Like I've said in other movies. If Monica was like, hey, I'm showing this movie tonight. Want to come over? Hell yeah, I'll come over. I'll watch I'll watch the movie. But I wouldn't put it on myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, satisfactory 7 out of 10. That's fine. Scary 5 out of I 10. Will, I will also say that I think a lot of the time when it comes to like scary and rating movies, I say this all the time, but it's really hard for me to find something scary that I'm so entertained by. And I mean... This movie, yes, is very heavy on, like, grief and horror and, like, it's it's a very serious concept. But nonetheless, like, I found it entertaining. It was something that I can definitely lose myself into. So I wasn't, like, I'm not going to find the scary bits scary. They're creepy and eerie. Eerie is very heavy also yeah. in this. It's grieving, eerie, gross, uncomfortable, uncomfortable but it's not, like, yeah. boo. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I think that's just the biggest thing. But well, uh, I think this concludes this episode. Then it concludes this episode of Talk to Me 2003. It looks like we are nearing the end. But as always, this was a blast to record. If today's episode intrigued you and you haven't watched this movie and you would like to, you can watch it. In, in theaters. theaters because it's still in theaters it literally just came out this like, like this past weekend um but thank you again of course to everyone who's tuning in and listening we truly appreciate all of you and we want if you want to keep up with us uh feel free to look at all of our social media in the summary description yep and like monica mentioned and we mentioned every episode everyone if you're a loyal fan you know what Absolutely. we're gonna say but we we <laughs> Sincerely do appreciate all of y'all for listening and for supporting us. We just recently hit, I think, 720 followers on Instagram. I thought it was 740. Oh. I could oh, be wrong. I, think, I could definitely be wrong. I'm going to be honest. I think you might be wrong, but I'm, I'm about think to check. I'm wrong. Give me four seconds. Hold four, on. One, four, two, three. 723. Okay. We're at I, 723 followers. I was a little optimistic. Yeah. I was a little Oppenheimer. But, but, <laughs> okay, Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, But... We are going to get to 740. Pretty I suspect. Soon. Oh my God. My birthday's coming up on Friday. It is coming back up on Friday. Happy oh birthday. Thank you. Ah. So, um, if we are not by 740 by August 4th, I am going to blow my brain. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I <laughs> no. will be. Uh, that, that will be my last birthday. 
<laughs> just know no. that that's it for me. No, but but I think I'm. First of all, may I just say we have surpassed the amount of followers on our Scream City Instagram page than my personal Instagram. So I'm a little salty. Absolutely, I agree. But it's okay. Me too. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. We're gonna leave it yeah. and let it be. But that's fine. It's fine as long as we have something that has like in the higher ups of yeah. followings, which TikTok is is. We're, TikTok is also still we're growing. We're Yeah, so I'm so. excited. We need to post a little bit more, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, with that being said, um, if you like today's episode, please tune in to next week's episode where we finally can introduce our segment, What is Your Favorite Scary Movie? We will be having our really good friend, Melody, on as a guest, and she will be, well, we will be discussing her favorite movie, which she chose 13 Ghosts. <laughs> and may I just say, I'm not going to spoil it until the, the episode, but I want you guys to figure out whether or not her voice sounds familiar. That's yes. all I'm going to say. That's, <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. all we're going to put out there. Um, if not, then she did a really good job. Yeah. So we're putting that. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited. I actually gave her a choice uh, this morning because I was like, hey, like you know, you're going to be our guest. And she's like, oh, my God, yes. And I was like, great. I was like, so what movie do you want to do? And she's like, oh, my God, I don't know. And then she's like, I completely forgot every horror movie that I've ever watched. And I was like, okay. Um, So I I gave her some options. And she's like, I know I wanted to talk about Devil's Candy, but it's not my favorite. And I was like, okay, understandable. Um, We'll we'll have her on back when we talk about Devil's Candy. When we talk about Devil's Candy, she'll be our guest. Which Um, I'm a little, okay, like, I'm the one who introduced her to that movie. She does love it. She loved it a lot. Um, And so I was like, okay. And she completely forgot. And then I was like, okay, well, how about 13 Ghosts? And then I was like, I think think she also liked The Night House. Mm. And I think she really did like it. And so I was like, The Night House? And then I was like, I think you liked House of Wax. Like, I gave her kind of all these options. And then she was like, ooh. She was like, that's a hard one. Now She's like, now I'm having trouble choosing. So she's like, it's either between The Night House or 13 Ghosts. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, kind of think about it before I leave. And I was walking out the door and she's like, I choose 13 Ghosts. She's Mm -hmm. like, because then we can talk about our mans. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So we're talking about 13 Ghosts. Um, This movie has been out for a minute. So if you've never seen it, do it. Do it. And I apologize. Or don't. And you can watch or you can listen to our episode, but then you'll get spoilers. I'm excited to finally introduce this segment because it's yes, something that we've been sitting on for a while. Literally since we started. Since we started. And I'm excited that we finally get to do it and that Melody will be our guest and that we're talking about 13 Ghosts because I, I did like that movie. So Yay. I'm excited. Okay. Now, before we end it. Jessica, I now have a question for you. Yeah. Did you think that this week's movie, Talk to Me 2003, was a movie? 2003? Two th- <laughs> I went back a whole 20 years. You sure did. I went- 2023. Okay. Did you think it was a movie? So you know what's so funny is that every time we ask each other these questions, it's always the opposite. Like, have you noticed? Like, you ask me and then I'm like, eh. And, and you're like, ah. But I love this movie. Yeah. yeah. So this is what I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. This was a movie. Okay. Was it a movie? Wait. Was it a movie? That's a different question. But it it was a movie. Final okay. answer. Final answer. It was for a movie. You. It was a movie. That's I, my final answer. I'm I'm giving it the the emphasis on a movie. It was a fucking movie. Okay. If anything, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, whatever. I'm not okay. gonna go. I'm not gonna yeah. go back another twenty, thirty minutes. But anyway, 
okay. Well, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you guys have it. Thanks again, guys. We will talk to you guys again next week. And as always, we've been your host, Monica. And Jessica. Stay safe. And stay spooky. You know the drill. Say, talk to me. Talk to me. Oof. That was scary. I can't wait to come back next week.